It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning to you. It's a Thursday morning here at Wax 104.5. If you're just waking up or if you're already on the roads, take your time. There are some spots that there is a little bit of ice on them, especially when I was leaving town this morning. It was just enough where you could feel it kind of shift. So... Give yourself a few extra minutes. It's better to be safe than sorry. I do kind of like that song. I can really relate to Mackenzie Carpenter's hunting season song. You see them leave. You know, I do not hunt. I have no urge to hunt. But I watch them leave and it's like, oh, you get the house to yourself. You can lay around in your pajamas. You don't have to look good. You don't have to cook anything. It's just so nice. And then all of a sudden they come back, honey, I got one. And it just ruins the week. Yeah. So hopefully you get your deer, but, you know, maybe stay out in the woods and help friends or something. That way, you know, (laughs) the wife can have some time to herself or your girlfriend can have some time for yourself or your partner, your kids, whatever it may be. Stay out in the woods, you know, freeze a little bit and then come home. Maybe you'll appreciate that. (laughs) We've got a busy morning. We've got a big announcement that's taking place later on today. I'm going to mention a little bit later on. Plus, a lot of stuff going on. The DNR, so if you are going to go out and hunt this weekend, the DNR is asking the public to report any black bear den locations across the state because they want to study the black bear reproductions. They want to collar those females and learn more about them. So we'll be talking about that, plus the weather, the news, the markets, and my deer count. Very good stuff. That's coming up next right here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A few minutes before the 5 o'clock hour here on Thursday morning. I know some people are confused. I will be here yet tomorrow as well. But it is a Thursday morning. We're at 22 degrees right now. There is some snow in the area, which makes the roads a little bit more slick, especially with that little bit of ice on them. Tomorrow is going to be cloudy and breezy and Friday. Cloudy, chance of flurries. It's going to be even colder. So bundle up and get ready. Actually, that's Saturday's forecast is cloudy and a chance of flurries. I was looking at the wrong day. But we've got a lot of stuff to do. The good news of my day was I think the deer tune into Wax Radio. I think they really do because this mor- yesterday I didn't see any deer. And this morning I'm leaving town, getting into the woods, and I saw one deer. And I'm like, yay, we got one. Saw number two. Before I could get to Eau Claire, the count was nine. So the deer are out in the woods. They're coming out. They're making sure I know them. But I don't think they know it's that time of year. Hunting season is coming up. But that's okay. We don't want them to know that. We just want them to show their pretty faces so that we know where they are at. So some good news there for me. I was happy my deer count came up. We've got a lot to do. we got a big announcement coming up later today at the University of Wisconsin River Falls. We'll be catching up with them later on. It's a beautiful morning, though, you got to admit. 22 degrees, so it is a little bit cold, a little bit of ice out there. So if you are even going for your morning walk, be careful. Those sidewalks were a little slick. So maybe walk in the in kind of people, I hate to say walk in their yards, but there is a little bit of snow there. That's how I got down my sidewalk this morning. So just be careful. There is some ice out there. Nothing too crazy, but enough where take your time. And it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news. 
NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Republicans will take control of the U.S. House. NBC News projects Republicans will eke out a slight majority. The current minority leader, California Congressman Kevin McCarthy, won GOP support this week in his bid to become Speaker of the House. That means President Biden will be dealing with a split Congress. President Biden praised the Senate after Wednesday's vote to advance a bill that would formally legalize same-sex marriage. More from Mark Mayfield. The Senate voted 62 to 37 to move the bill, with 12 Republicans joining all 50 Democrats. Biden said in a statement he wanted to thank the members of Congress whose leadership has sent a strong message that Republicans and Democrats can work together to secure the fundamental right of Americans to marry the person they love. He urged Congress to quickly send the bill to his desk, where he will sign it into law. I'm Mark Mayfield. The man convicted in the deadly Wisconsin parade attack is being sentenced to six life sentences. On counts one through six, this court is imposing a life sentence without the possibility or eligibility for extended supervision consecutive to one another. That's Judge Jennifer Darrow. Gerald Brooks was convicted of murdering six people after driving his SUV into a Christmas parade in Waukesha near Milwaukee in 2021. The first Chinese intelligence officer to be extradited to the U.S. has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for trying to steal aviation trade secrets from an American company. A federal jury in Cincinnati convicted Yanjun Shu of a number of industrial spying charges last November. He was sentenced Wednesday. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're getting to the end of the season of 2022 as far as crops are concerned. Let's get an update from the perspective of Midwestern Bioag. And Jeff Reese joins us. Jeff is a sales consultant agronomist with Midwestern Bioag, serving parts of Minnesota and Wisconsin. And first of all, Jeff, what did you see over this cropping and harvesting season as far as maybe some of the areas where our soils were deficient and other areas where maybe they were a little better with some of the uh, Midwestern bio-ag philosophy? Well, Bob, we had uh, kind of a a tough start to the season, started out wet and cold, uh, and then uh, later in the season we had some extremely dry conditions, especially in uh, western Wisconsin. Uh, we did see some advantages for the guys that were on our program. Um, it just seems like if you have a healthier soil, uh, the plants are healthier and it can handle the stresses better. Uh, there was some big uh, yield differences, uh, again, varying from who got a rain and who didn't get a rain. So, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, lot of variables this year. But Jeff, overall, I think the crops were halfway decent. Jeff, talk a little bit more about that uh, Midwestern Bio-Ag program. As you said, uh, on the program, those farmers fared well. Give us the idea of what the Midwestern Bio-Ag program is as far as the biologics and soil health. Well, that's our main goal, Bob, is to create a healthier soil, a balanced soil. Uh, We try to keep the salt levels down. And again, just encourage uh, the biological activity, all those bugs that are working in the soil, earthworm activity. Uh, those are keys to uh, what we try to do. But again, balancing the soil, 
uh, feeding the soil biology, uh, residue breakdown, um, recycling of nutrients. That's that's what our goal is. So it's just not N, P, and K. And cover crops are part of that program, right? That is correct. Uh, we're big believers in cover crops. Again, stimulating biology, going after nutrients that are tied up in the soil, making a plant available for the next year's crop, and also covering the covering the ground going into winter. What about the breakdown, then, of those cover crops when it comes time to put that next crop in? What are you finding the advantage of our soil health by using cover crops correctly? Well, what I've seen, I've done this the last couple of years. In the spring, I'll take a, a, a soil thermometer and I'll check the soil temperature, and we're actually creating a warmer environment in the spring. The ground is actually warming up faster where there's a cover crop growing, and again, it's because of the stimulation of the bugs in the soil, the biological activity. So even though, even though the ground is covered compared to a bare soil, we are seeing warmer temperatures. And the biologics, how do they work from Midwestern BioAg using biologics in our soil? Well, again, there's different species of bugs that do different jobs. Uh, we talked about this, uh, you and me, that we're, we're working on a couple different products now, like for stubble digesters, try to get uh, these residues broke down again so we can recycle nutrients, turn it back into plant food. We've got very high fertilizer prices right now, and our goal is to recycle nutrients and turn it back into plant food. Better farming through better soils. Jeff Reese with Midwestern BioAg. I'm Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time of the morning to take a look at our weather. We've got Medford at 21 degrees, down in La Crosse there at 23. Over in Marshfield, 21 degrees, heading even farther east, Green Bay, 29. Up in Rice Lake there at 20 degrees, Wausau's at 25, so they seem to be warmer more to the east. Madison, though, 29, they're always warmer. And Milwaukee, 31. But right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 22 degrees. We've got snow this morning with a high of 27. Tonight, it's going to start getting cold. 16 for a low. Tomorrow, Hunter's Eve, cloudy and breezy with a high of 19. Tomorrow night, cloudy and cold with a low of 12. And there's some wind, so that means it'll be like zero. Saturday morning, to kick off the hunting season, we've got cloudy and a chance of flurries with a high of 17. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low of four. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next. And let's take a look at our morning markets. Again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. you got your choice-fed beef steers, 144 to 164. You're mixed 100 to 143. Your choice-fed beef heifers, 144 to 157. Mixed 99 to 142. Choice-fed Holstein steers, 130 to 145. Select and silage-fed, 83 to 129. Cows, 62 to 98. Bulls, 72 to 115. Butcher hogs, 65 to 80. Sows, 50 to 55. Boars, 20 to 23. Your shortened market lambs are at 106 to 116. Your unshortened market lambs, 70 to 106. Feeder lambs, 75 to 225. Your ewes are at 65 to 110. Small goats, 10 to 175. Medium goats, 25 to 250. Large goats, 99 to 415. And your nanny goats, 25 to 235. Looking at that mercantile exchange, live cattle for December is at 151.80. That's up 52 cents. 
February's at 154.25, up a dollar 20. April's at 157.72, up a dollar. Feeder cattle for November's at 175.70, up two. January's at 177.47, up 45. March is at 180.25, that's up 45. Lean hogs for December's at 85.57, up a quarter. February's at 90.35, up 27. April's at 95.62, up 12. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn down eight at 6.56. December oats up just a fraction at 3.96. Your March beans were down nine to 14.25. December soybean meal was down $1.40 a ton to 4.05.20 a ton. December wheat down 22 to 7.95. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was down two cents to 2.03 and a quarter, but your blocks came up three quarters of a cent to 2.23 and a quarter, and your double A grade butter was up one and a quarter cent to 2.95 and a quarter. Class 3 futures for November were down just a penny at 20.98. December up 9 cents to 21.92. January up a nickel at 20.86. February down 4 cents to 20.45. March down 9 at 20.41. And then those markets were mixed into June of next year. Well, Bob is down along with Jill at the National Association of Farm Broadcasters Conference. Had a chance to talk with some people. So we'll be hearing from Bob right now. Just how dry was it and is it out west? Let's talk to a farm broadcaster from out in the western part of the United States, Andy Schwab with the Northern Ag Network, which covers Montana and uh, all parts of the west. Right, Andy? Yeah, it's been a pretty good summer for some, but pretty bad for others. You know, uh, northern part of Montana, considered the, the golden triangle around the Great Falls, a lot of wheat country, barley country, a lot of areas that really produce a lot of great commodities. It was bad dry. It come in this year, and there's people that didn't produce a crop they put it in the ground but it only came up maybe six inches where normally you're seeing an 18 inch sand and so it was just a really tough year for a lot of those producers however there were parts of the montana area that did see uh, pretty good moisture throughout the summer and that allowed for some uh, good grass to come for those cattle now you at the northern ag network cover more than just montana but what about some of the other states out west and some of the other areas you grow we heard nothing but dry 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 Yep. So, of course, outside of Montana, you know, North Dakota was a big uh, area in 2021 that saw drought just really get hammered with that drought. This year, they they flipped the script completely. They went from extreme drought, exceptional drought in 2021 to no drought in 2022. So that was absolutely positive to see. And that allowed for a lot of producers to bring on some of those cattle that maybe uh, had to get liquidated in the south or in the west. Uh, some of those states like Arizona, Nevada. I had an opportunity this summer to travel through um, Salt Lake all the way out to Reno. And just seeing the amount of drought that they had throughout those states was quite uh, quite discouraging, to say the least. And I know that those states are pretty accustomed to drought years, but when they have to liquidate the herds like they have, it really contributes to the, the national cow herd shrink that we're seeing now. How much of a liquidation of the herd was it? Did we wean calves early? Did we get rid of cows? What did we do out there? It was mostly about a 10% drop in the in the overall year-over-year for Montana numbers. Um, other states saw it worse um, in 2021 mostly. But this year, we kind of rebounded and got some cattle coming back into the country. Um, and that was due to the, the southern drought as well. Texas, they saw, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see numbers come in 20, 30% uh, reductions from those southern states where they really do produce a lot of, a lot of beef in those countries. Um, but Montana, this year, they may have turned around from their 10% reductions out of 2021. But you uh, would like to have a nice snow cover this uh, this winter so we can melt that in for next, next spring's 
topsoil. Absolutely. Leaving there yesterday, we saw, you know, good snowfall across much of Montana. It's starting a little bit later than we've seen in the past, but certainly not where we need to be to, to really keep moving into 2023 to get us out of the, the prolonged drought that we've been in. But yeah, the uh, the drought has uh, certainly been a, on a lot of producers' mind, along with other issues that are facing headwinds for a lot of the producers. One thing we saw in Montana, we hadn't seen couple three four years ago wildfires have you seen has that kind of calmed down a little bit i know california is an exception to the rule always but montana was hit yeah montana was hit in 2021 viciously Uh, i think we started in june with a smoke season and it went all the way through the end of september that's something we haven't seen in a long time for it to be smoke filled air um air quality checks year all summer long in 2022 a little bit better that just comes with the the added moisture what did happen though in montana this summer was a historic flood something that has not happened in 500 years so just outside of uh, billings uh, red lodge and that whole yellowstone valley area they had a pretty good snowfall and right before memorial day weekend i would say that brought probably good eight ten inches of snow up in the high country but then not too long after that, maybe two weeks later, we saw about two inches of rain, which is a heavy, heavy rain for out west. We saw about two inches of rain throughout three days, and it just made that two inches of rain added on top of the six inches or eight inches of snow that was already there melt off in one day. And when that happened, it all came off at once, and it, it created floods all along uh, the Rock Creek River outside of Red Lodge, the Yellowstone River. I mean, it was sweeping houses into the river. We had national coverage of it um, out there in Montana. So 500-year floods were what kind of cap- what kind of started off this season for our Montana. Don't make Mother Nature mad. You never what she's gonna never know what she's gonna do. Andy, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Andy Schwab again with the Northern Ag Network. Weather in the West, it's dry, it's wet, just like every place else. You never know what Mother Nature has in store. From Kansas City, I'm Bob Bosold. Thank you so much, Bob. And now we're actually going to be hearing about deer stands. Since it's hunting season, that sounds about appropriate. We've got Zach Haas. He's coming in next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Just a couple of days away from Holy Week in Wisconsin. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. We're talking, of course, about the gun deer season in Wisconsin. And, of course, our wardrobes will go from normal to all orange. But the deer stands in Wisconsin are... Very, very important. And uh, Charity, I'm sure there are a lot of folks when they sell these deer stands that a safety message goes with them, right? Absolutely, Bob. And like you mentioned, deer season for bow hunters is is underway now. But the real Holy Weekend, as you mentioned, is coming up at the end of the month. I know I'm excited for that. I like to spend time with my family outdoors. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Zach Haas of Creek Bottom Land Management says, when you're looking to find your spot for this upcoming season, try to get a spot where you feel comfortable and that you can be out there for a while so you can brave whatever weather that Mother Nature decides to throw at you. He shares more about the types of hunting stands out there that can help with this, what to think about when choosing one, and key safety practices to keep in mind this hunting season. When you go down to the very basic, you'd be going to more of a a ladder stand or hang-on stand, more of an open environment-based stand kind of going upwards you kind of then go into more of a let's say a 
soft panel blind, uh, pop-up blind, and then going all the way to the top is when then you get into the permanent structures, the constructed stands, insulated stands, um, prefabricated stands. So I'd say those are the three different kind of stands that we can utilize. And so then what do you look for? Does it depend on what type of hunting you're doing for maybe what type of those three stands you're going to be choosing? Or does it depend on maybe what your woods look like and maybe there's better trees than others to use certain stands in? Can you kind of give me a little rundown of what um, hunters should be thinking about when choosing the proper stand? There's a couple things that go into play. Actually, should say a lot of things that go into play. Number one is obviously, are you hunting public or private? Can you have something that's permanent or must it be able to be moved? You know, other things would be, what are you using? Are you using a compound bow? Are you using a rifle, muzzleloader? Other things, how many people will be hunting? Are you bringing a, say, a kid with you or um, someone that might be handicapped with you? So you need more of a box stand structure. So there's a lot of things going to play. Also, you know, what kind of area are you in? Are you hunting a big open farm field? Are you in a closed quarters woods where maybe if first shot's only 20 or 30 yards? Of a long list of things, there's probably honestly a hundred different ways to do it, but at the end of the day, the biggest thing is comfortability and making sure that obviously you can get in the right spot at the right time. Can you touch on, are there any certain trees or qualities that make this tree, maybe not specifically that type of tree, but that taller tree versus that more short and stubby one or things like that <laughs> that make it the best one to use? When you're looking more at trees to put stands on, so now you're talking more of the ladder stands or the hang-on stands or even the new type of hunting is saddle hunting where you actually have kind of a uh, peril that you go into and you actually hang from a stand. So when you look at these different trees, is you want something that is obviously straight <laughs> so you're not hanging off a cliff thinking you're going to fall off the stand. But a couple other things you want to look at too is you know how hidden are you up in that tree is it branched a fork tree where you can have some limbs that maybe hide you a little better are there things that you can maybe you know hang your gear bag on your pack on and riskily when i look at a tree i want to make sure it's wide enough so let's say something with a diameter that's probably 16 20 inches at minimum and then not to getting up a good height so you want to get up riskily at minimum 15 feet personally i like to get up closer to 20 feet and then like i said a larger tree with some branches so i we when you're up there you're hidden so a deer don't see you moving and things of that nature so once we have our tree stand we have all of our equipment you know we've got like you mentioned either the compound bow or muzzle loader whatever it is can we talk about safety there's a way to safely put these up and make sure that they are sturdy and ready for you to be out there. And then going back to that hunting spot when you're actually ready, there's a way to safely use them, get in and out of them. Can you talk through the big safety component? Anytime hanging in sand, always have someone with you. Um, you We all have people to go home to and it's important to have someone there with you to help you you look at the stand and hang it correctly, maybe hand you things while you're up climbing. So a couple things that are out there too just for that first day when you're hanging, let's say a ladder stand. There's actually a tool out there that almost like a boat winch system that you can crank up the stand. So you're not trying to balance, act it up and make sure it doesn't kick out. Other things that you can do for like hang on stands or for the saddle hunters is there's actually lineman ropes and harnesses. So you, when you're up there, you're actually physically attached to that tree so you can't be falling. You know, and once that stands up, the next process is so for all, like even all my stands, there's something called a lifeline. 
So it goes around the tree, ropes around, and that's what you tie into your safety harness. You click in when you're at the bottom of the tree, slide it all the way up till you're in your stand safely. And now if you would fall at any moment going in or out of a tree, which is the most common when it comes to injuries, now you won't fall to the ground. You'll just be hanging there from that safe line, that lifeline rope. So those are the big things going into play. A couple things to avoid. Um, Safety-wise, too, is a big thing that you see very popular was the tree steps. Uh, Over time, tree steps have been kind of the root cause of many injuries, whether they pull out a tree or someone slips and catch one in the the gut or leg. Uh, So going into more of the ladder systems, um, you know, the nice tree steps, there's a lot of good options out there nowadays, so you're a little safer when you're going in and out of that stand. Does weather potentially affect which stand maybe you want to use so if it's raining that day maybe i'm not obviously going to climb up into this one higher stand maybe i'm just going to sit on the stump on the ground or something like that what weather factors should you be paying attention to ahead of time yeah it's like if you're in these more open um i should say open weather stands open environment stands like your hang-ons your ladder stands yeah you certainly want to be cautious if you have one of those frosty mornings where you have ice on these ladders they can be very slippery um but i've even seen that on box stands with ladders um, at any point. So extreme caution should be used there anytime it's raining or you got frost or maybe some fresh snow. Um, at those moments, obviously, make sure you have the safety measures in, in place. But uh, the other thing is, once again, going back to comfortability, you know, trying to sit in these open environment stands when it's downpouring isn't the best thing for your health or even safety. Um, you know, so that might be when you want to more switch into your box stands, your blind, things that way that you're protected a little bit better from the weather. And that is Zach Haas talking about deer stands and safety. Very important stuff. You always hear somebody, you know, tripping, falling, and we don't want that because that can be, I mean, I know some people who go 25, 30 feet up into a tree, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> I climb a silo, but at least that's, like, stuck. Um, but it's it can be tricky. I know there's climbing stands, there's ladder stands, there's the climbing pegs. There's all different kinds. You just got to pick what you're comfortable with and stay safe and stay warm. It's going to be very cold this weekend. Well, we got to keep moving along here. We've got morning markets coming up next. We're going to bring in Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. He's coming in soon. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are almost at 5.30 in the morning, 29 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. Rocky Olson joins us now. He's got the hand warmers ready, hot chocolate, thermoses. You're set for hunting, aren't you, Rocky? Yeah. No, the got the gas bottles up in some of the stands yesterday, last night, and we're ready to rock and roll. So you actually, like, have heated stands. Oh, yeah. Oh, now do you have carpet? Uh, depends which stand. Oh, yes. wow. That's not even yeah, hunting. That's like chilling at home. Hey, I got to keep these kids happy and enthused, right? True, you yes. Them. You can't freeze them to death when they're young, you know. <laughs> so do you sit with the kids then, or do they sit on their own and you sit outside in cold? It, it, the older kids will sit by themselves, but they, the youngest, my youngest daughter, I'll be with her. So, Oh, in the heated stand. That's right. Oh, That's right. I see how this is. Hey, we, we want to have fun now. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Rocky, catch us up. You've got a busy day today and a big, big day tomorrow. What's going on? 
thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Uh, we sold 227 head of dairy cattle. Uh, we really had just a supreme offering of uh, high-quality cows. I don't know where you could go to find them any fancier than we've been getting lately. Uh, Top-shelf, fancy reputation, fresh cows. The top end brought 2100 to 2850 I mean, lots and lots of cows from 23 to 28 uh, We had uh, many loads averaging from 21 to 24. Uh, tie stall herd we had uh, was averaging around 60 pounds. Uh, a lot of them sold from 13 to 1850. Uh, we had some really elite spring and heifers. I mean, all the bells and all the whistles, AI sired, AI bred, dams production records. Um, like I said, a lot of them selling from that 17 to $2,000. Uh, next week, uh, we got two dairy cattle auctions. Uh, Tuesday, we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction, expecting around 300 head of dairy heifers. Heifers. Uh, if you're selling heifers, you just don't want to miss these monthly heifer sales. That's where the heifer buyers come is the monthly heifer sales. Uh, same thing if you're buying, you want a good selection, it's going to be a nice sale for you there. Uh, and then we'll sell feeder cattle after them dairy heifers next Tuesday. Call in those consignments. We, a lot of the heifers will come in on Monday for that sale as well. We'll feed and water them, no charge. Uh, we'll have a regular weekly dairy cattle auction next week, Wednesday, too. Um, so uh, on Wednesday next week, we are not selling baby calves so kind of make plans for that not selling baby calves just due to a little bit of lack of buyer support for next wednesday with the holiday coming uh we will be closed thursday obviously for thanksgiving and we will not have a sheep goat and hog auction next week so uh plan plan ahead uh we will have that auction this thursday um, but uh, happy Thanksgiving from everybody at Premier. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, but uh, I guess I uh, do want to talk about this Friday. Got the big machinery auction this Friday. That's going to get underway at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, we'll be selling in three rings all day. We're going to keep a very good pace tomorrow. Uh, we'll probably have you out of there by 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, online bidding will be through equipmentfacts.com. Uh, if you guys uh, aren't coming to the auction, you want to bid, don't wait till tomorrow morning to get registered for that sale because you probably won't get it done. So make sure you get registered today. It's an easy process. Uh, we will have uh, food on site for the sale tomorrow. Bring an auction buddy to cover uh, all three rings if there's something you're looking at in both rings. Um, like I said, uh, feel free to come on over today to inspect equipment. You want to drive some tractors, you want to run them, come on over. Uh, we'll have lots and lots of equipment that is offline. Um, farm and ranch items, most of them are going to be offline too. Uh, just lots and lots of stuff that will not be online. So if you're looking for your items, you say, hey, I don't see it on the online portion of the sale. That's because they're offline. Uh, sale order is set. Uh, you can go to our website. You can go to Equipment Facts. It's ring one, ring two. So note, there is two different rings. Just scroll through there. Uh, if they're not in there, they're not online. So uh, questions, call us, 715-229-2500. And that's how it's shaped up, Kristen. Sounds good. And you're going to have the building nice and warm. So if they get cold, they yep. can come in, warm up, maybe coffee or hot chocolate or something. You betcha. You Perfect. Bet. No, we'll, we'll have uh, good warm food, and we're looking forward to the day, and I don't think it's maybe quite as cold as they were hollering at. So. Well, let's hope not, but, I mean, you stand outside. It's going to get cold eventually. I know. I know, <laughs> but the auction, the auction will be hot, so come on over. Perfect. Come on out to a hot auction on a cold day. Yeah, that's right. Very don't get much better than that. Exactly. Thanks so much, Rocky. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. So if you need something to do tomorrow, looking for something to do, Head over to Premier for their big machinery auction. It's that time in the morning. we got to head over and check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. 
and talk to him about this cold snap we're going to get. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. So you are bringing us some cold weather for hunting. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. I had to make sure that the hunters are good. So so you're not a hunter, are you? Uh, well, I used to be. Not so much anymore. But Why not? Uh, don't have anyone to go with. Well, you don't need... <laughs> what do you need? A hu- take your wife. She would not go. But she could keep you warm while it's cold. And you guys could bond and, you know, talk and about your feelings and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what everybody wants to talk about in a tree stand. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't want to drink any, uh, we'll call it liquid bread or anything. Well, and the Vikings <laughs> will win the Super Bowl next. <laughs> hey, watch what you say. Though I am a Steelers fan, they're not going to win anytime oh, wow. soon. So I, I didn't even know they were still a team. No, I didn't either. They're <laughs> wow. not. They're not much of one. True. <laughs> but we've got some decent weather today. Some snow falling, icy kind of roads. Catch us up. What's going on that you know about? Well, this morning's going to be starting off on a cool note. A lot cooler than the last couple of days. As right now, a lot of us are into the low twenties, and we're not going to be warming up too much. As we'll have a cold front moving through, and that's going to pick up our winds out of the northwest. And we'll see these between about 10 to 15 miles per hour as we only climb to the mid-20s for our highs. Now, we will have a chance at some snow showers, which we're already seeing right now. Some of these will continue into the morning and potentially into the early afternoon as well. But with that wind, it is going to feel like it's mostly into the teens throughout a good bit of the day. Snow showers start to taper off tonight, but we could see a few lingering flurries as we dip to the upper teens for our overnight lows. Again, it will still be blustery, so it'll feel like it's in the single digits for the most part. Mid-teens for our highs tomorrow, mostly cloudy, and going into Saturday, maybe just a chance at some uh, snow shower, brief snow shower and even a little bit of blowing snow as it will be rather blustery yet again with winds between 10 to 20 miles per hour, making it feel like it's in about the single digits. And we will be dipping to the low single digits going into Saturday night and Sunday morning, partly cloudy uh, going into Sunday morning. So if you hit the tree stand early on Sunday, make sure you have some very well-insulated clothing. Otherwise, going into Monday, temperatures start to moderate. We'll see more sunshine Monday and Tuesday with highs into the low to mid-30s and more mid-30s on Wednesday, but a few more clouds will start to roll in. Right now, temperature of 22 degrees, no clear, and we're tracking a few snow showers in the area. Yeah, and the roads were a little slick in some spots again this morning. Yeah, it's always the worst when it's, like, fine for a couple stretch of miles, and then all of a sudden there's a sheet of ice that's about 20, 30 feet long because mm-hmm. it gets your confidence up just enough, and then you hit the slick spot, and you're like, all right, got to slow back down again. And, you know, I know the weather's going to get cold. I saw 90 or today. There you go. Yep. One it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be. Yeah. I was starting to think yesterday I didn't see any. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's no more deer in the county forest. Oh, don't say that. I know. Don't even bother go hunting. There's no deer. And today oh, I'm like, no. yes, they're back. They're back. They tuned in and heard your forecast. So they're moving. Yep. They sure did. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, you take care. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. All right. Sounds good. There he goes. Our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, joins us this morning. We've got weather news markets. We've got a lot of stuff yet to do. Lots of busy, busy morning. And time to check in with some news this morning. And before we head over to Morgan McCarthy, we want to touch base. That big announcement I mentioned at the top of the hour is going to be taking place later today at the University of Wisconsin River Falls campus. Now, they're going to be announcing a new addition to the UW River Falls campus, the first of its kind, thanks to a major donor. So that'll be taking place later on today. So tune in again tomorrow morning to find out what's going on, who the donor is, and what's all going to be happening over at University of Wisconsin River Falls. And the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection has certified three nominees that are eligible for election to the Wisconsin Corn Promotions Board's Board of Directors. 
For District 1, the nominee is Randall Woodruff of Chippewa Falls. For District 2, the nominee is Shane Goplin. Corn producers in the specified districts will have until January 10th to vote. Election results will be announced in January, and elected growers will serve three-year terms beginning in February. So that's some interesting stuff, some good things there. And if you're going out again battling the cold this weekend, the DNR is asking you to report any black bear den locations that they find across the state. Surveying efforts began earlier this year, and the bear research team was busy surveying dens from as far south as Jackson County to as far north as Iron County. Staff successfully GPS collared 13 female black bears, and they want to continue to survey those dens for the next seven to eight years. And they hope to get 100 collars out across each of those bear zones with about 20 per zone, 20 collars. So they're studying reproduction and what their diet is. How are the cubs handling things? What's going on in their environment? So interesting stuff. So if, see, if you see those dens, please let somebody know. All right, Morgan is joining us now. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom today? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with the court and a gavel drop. The convicted Waukesha Christmas Parade attacker will spend the rest of his life in prison. It was during Wednesday's sentencing hearing that Judge Jennifer Duro addressed the character of the convicted killer, Darrell Brooks, saying, You know, the rules don't matter to you. Not the rules of the road, not the rules established by court orders, not the rules even of decorum and decency. Brooks was again removed from the courtroom for an outburst. On counts one through six... This court is imposing a life sentence without the possibility or eligibility for extended supervision consecutive to one another. Judge Jennifer Duro there from the bench. In other headlines that bring us closer to us, Regis High School's athletic director is due in court today after being arrested on sexual assault charges. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster brings us more. Eau Claire police yesterday said they arrested 56-year-old Jonathan Jarkawi on Tuesday. Police haven't said if the victim in the case is a student. Jarkawi has been suspended by Regis schools, and the diocese sent a letter home to parents yesterday saying they're also waiting for more information. I'm John DeMaster. Well, we look to public health and a health alert here in the state about RSV cases. Wisconsin's Department of Health Services yesterday issued an alert that asks people to protect themselves this holiday season as public health managers say the best strategy is to just stay home if you're sick. And that means avoiding people most at risk for RSV and the flu. DHS saying they've seen a spike in RSV cases this fall, which is ahead of the usual winter peak. Well, some of the dogs involved in this week's plane crash in Pewaukee are ready for adoption. Rescuers at the Humane Society in Waukesha yesterday said seven of the 53 dogs on board in the plane that crash landed at the golf club. We talked about that on Tuesday. Well, they're ready for a new home. The dogs were all checked out by vets after the crash. Three people on board of the plane were treated for injuries as well. The managers at the Humane Society in that area say they got 21 of the dogs and expect more of the pups to be ready for upper homes in the coming days. We can always make that link available for you if you just want to take a peek. 715newsroom.com is where you fetch those deets. Well, maybe you're getting ready to put the jersey on tonight. The Packers will play Tennessee Titans tonight. And of course, that it's Thursday night football. And we're not playing the Bears, but this story talks about them. The gummy Bears, at least. There's a German man who found a nearly $5 million check made out to a company that makes gummy bears. He's not all impressed with the uh, reward he got for turning that in, though. The man saw a piece of paper fluttering on the ground. It was a check for about $4.8 million from a German supermarket chain to candy maker Haribo. He contacted the company, whose lawyer told him to destroy the check, which he 
did. For his honesty, Haribo sent him a gift box with six packs of candy. He told the German newspaper he thought that it was a bit cheap. I'm Trey Thomas. And we bounce back to the barn with Kristen Smith and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. That is kind of sad. Six packages of candy. I mean, that's a, I mean, $4.8 million check. It was probably lost somewhere. But the fact that he called it in and said, hey, I found this. I mean, they could have given him a little something more. I mean, what if he didn't like the gummy bears? What if he didn't like the gummy worms? What if he's allergic to them? I mean, that would be really bad luck. Well, what do you do, though? you got to keep moving along. We've got a lot of stuff going on. And first off, we need to say thank you for your hard work. And we are proud to work with you farmers every day. And the truckers, milk haulers, nutritionists, agronomists, bankers, you name anybody who works in the agricultural field, we are happy to work with you and support in everything you do. And for that, you have to go to WaxRadio.com. Go to the Midwest Farm Report tab and register to win a half a hog, courtesy of Smith Brothers Meets Up in Colby, and a seven-cubic-foot freezer, courtesy of Abbotsford Appliance in Abbotsford. So you have to go to WaxRadio.com, or if you have the Wax app, you can register it there as well. We want to say thank you from myself, Bob, and Jill for all your hard work you do and the lifestyle that we have to work on to make farming as successful as we can. We've got morning markets. We're going to be heading up to the Barron Equity Barn this morning. We're going to be checking in with Brittany. Brittany, catch us up. What all happened at the sale? Fed cattle, high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 130 to 145.50. Choice Holstein steers, 118 to 129. Unfinished steers and heifers, 117 and down. Cold cows, the top 20%, sold from 70 to 84, topping at 85. 60% sold from 51 to 69. The bottom 20% sold from 50 and down. Cold bulls selling from 80 to 96. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves, 80 to 150, topping at 155. Quality Holstein heifer calves are 50 and down. Light and poor quality calves sold 70 and down. Beef calves sold 100 to 210. Our next sheep and goat sale is December 17th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact the Barron Market at 715-537-5618. Thank you so much, Brittany. That's Brittany at the Equity Barron Barn. We'll be speaking with Hut Eman coming in next. He's from the Sparta Equity Barn. And now we're going to head over to the Sparta Equity Barn, and we're going to check in with Hut Eman. And Hut, catch us up. What's all going on over at the Sparta Equity Barn? Hello, folks. This is Hut Eman at Equity Live Second Sparta. Fed cattle selling steady today with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers, 150 to 159. The choice and select beef steers and heifers, 139 to 149. The dairy cross steers, 132 to 147. The higher than choice Holstein steers, 135 to 142. The choice and select Holstein steers, 123 to 133 with the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers, 122 and down. Cow market steady today with the high yielding cows 74 to 84. The cutters and utilities 58 to 73 with the low yielding and canner cows 57 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 75 to 90 with the thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 74 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves 210 to 360 with the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be November 17th for our special feeder cattle and dairy sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon, followed by feeders at 12.30. This is Hot Eamon to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Thank you so much, Hut, for that update. And now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity 
barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you. And, uh, well, we won't... Uh, I was looking at something earlier here while I was uh, listening to you before, and uh, uh, on Sunday morning when we wake up, you happen to see what they're pre- predicting for the chill factor? It, <laughs> I'm guessing it's going to be below zero. Uh, yeah, so... I'm sorry to bring. I'm sorry to bring that up. So, but next Way week, to go, though, Jerry. <laughs> you always give us bad news. What's up with that? Well, no, no. We'll, we got to go turn the coin around now because next uh, uh, there's a possibility next Wednesday we could hit 440. So you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll forgive you then. You know, give us a little bad weather and then good weather. So, well, let's talk yep. some more good news. Catch us up. What's going on over at the Stratford Equity Barn? I can do that, Kristen. I thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the feeder cattle auction yesterday. Uh, lighter weight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from a dollar thirty to a dollar fifty-five. Heavier beef steers yesterday, uh, one hundred five to one forty-four. Lighter weight beef heifers, mostly from one thirty to one fifty-five. Heavier beef heifers, selling in a range from one hundred three to one forty-six. Holstein steers about all weights of those Holsteins yesterday from ninety three to a dollar fifty. Now we'll get to the market auction yesterday on the cow market. Steady trend on the cows. Higher yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows yesterday from seventy two to eighty seven. Top cow yesterday eighty eight and a half. Uh, most of the cows this week from fifty two to seventy two. Thinner cows below the fifty dollar money. On the uh, bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling from eighty five to a dollar, topping at one hundred four. Lighter bulls, eighty-three and below. On the fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from a dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty-seven. Select underfinished cattle, one fourteen and below. Fast market, good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from seventy-five to one seventy-five. And of course, earlier in the week on Monday's auction, a lot of those bull calves over two hundred up to a top of two fifty. Heifer calves, mostly from twenty-five to forty-five. Good quality beef calves, one seventy-five to three hundred. Uh, so far this week, we've topped at those at three eighty. And we are at Thursday already. So we got underway this morning at eleven o'clock. Market auction today, including uh, market cows, uh, fed cattle, bulls, baby calves. After the lunch hour today, and uh, just a reminder for folks: next week, uh, of course. Uh, a lot of folks are going to be hunting, but also we do have Thanksgiving holiday in there. So Equity Stratford will be open next Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we will obviously be closed on Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, plan your marketing needs accordingly. Again, Monday and Tuesday next week, and of closed closed next Wednesday and Thursday. So we'll remind the folks of that uh, tomorrow again, but keep that in mind. And Kristen, you enjoy the day, and... Uh, well, I guess uh, everybody's getting ready for the big deer hunt, so I suppose you go hunting, don't you? Oh, no, I stay at home with the checkbook. <laughs> well, I know what that means. Hubby gets down the road about 30 miles, and Kristen goes to the store. Well, I mean, it's my it's my duty. You know, I have to make sure that there's a, a good meal, which means I have to go to the store to make sure I've got the ingredients. And while uh-huh. you're there, you might as well pick up things that make me happy, too. Like a couple bottles of wine? Oh, to say the least, and not six packages of Haribo, you know, gummy bears. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, no, it's uh, always an interesting time of the year, and it is going to be chilly, but uh, that'll be good. Hopefully the snow doesn't go so we have some tracking, because uh, you and I both know that there are ample supply of deer out there. Very true. All right, Jerry, you have a great day, and we'll catch you tomorrow morning. Sounds good. Thank you much. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're
Let's take one last look at your morning markets on the Chicago Board of Trade. We've got your December corn down eight cents at six fifty six. Your December oats are up just a fraction at three ninety six. Your March beans down nine at fourteen twenty five. December soybean meal was down a dollar forty a ton to four oh five twenty a ton. December wheat down twenty two at seven ninety five. Looking at country elevators in the area, those cash prices for Arcadia, we've got six sixteen for corn. Baldwin, Mondovian, Elmwood, six eleven for corn, thirteen thirty four for beans. Durand is at six oh one and thirteen twenty four. Fall Creek is at five ninety one and thirteen oh nine. Osseo's at six sixteen for corn, thirteen thirty nine for beans. Elk Mound is at six oh one and thirteen thirty seven. Sparta is at five ninety seven and thirteen twenty. Ellsworth is at five eighty one for corn, twelve ninety four for beans. Wheat and grain five ninety six for corn, thirteen fifty five for soybeans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 604. Stanley's at 608. New Richmond is also at 608. Switching over to the dairy side. Barrel cheese down two to 203 and a quarter. Your block's up three quarters of a cent to 223 and a quarter. Double A grade butter is up one and a quarter cent to 295 and a quarter. And your class three futures for November down just a penny at 2098. December up nine at 2192. January up a nickel at 2086. February down four, 2045. March down nine at 2041. And then those markets were mixed through June. And that's a look at your morning markets. We're at 22 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, looking at a high of 27. There is some snow showers going on this morning, but then tonight we're going to feel the change. It's going to get cold. Lowest 16. Tomorrow, high of 19. Saturday, deer hunters are on their way out to the woods, high of 17 degrees. And if you're interested in a half a hog for Christmas and a chest freezer to put that hog in, Go to WaxRadio.com, click on the Midwest Farm Report tab to register, or you can go to the Wax app also. So WaxRadio.com to register to win a half a hog and a chess freezer, courtesy of Smith Brothers Meets Up in Colby and Abbotsford Appliance. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.